You're listening to Interviews, the podcast that cracks the entrepreneurship code. I'm your host, Laurent Autain. I'm an entrepreneur, coach to entrepreneurs, and startup mentor with more than 20 years' experience running companies and advising entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur is the most difficult job there is. There are no practical guidelines. So join me every week and learn how you can better navigate your entrepreneurship journey and become an exceptional entrepreneur. Hi, this is episode 95 of Interviews Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code. I'm with Alper Kakia, founder and CEO of Extensio, a strategy and communications platform that allows teams to create, collaborate on, share, and present with ease. Founded in 2015, Extensio serves over 350,000 consultants, agencies, entrepreneurs, and educators who use the platform to build smarter documents and streamline their workflow. Alper is also a musician. He toured across Europe with over 500 concerts and made it to platinum album sales in Turkey, where he's from. And by the way, don't forget to log on my website and download your copy of my ebook, The Entrepreneurship, The Entrepreneur Mindset, sorry, Seven Tactics to Avoid Being the Bottleneck in Your Business. You'll find the notes, all the details in the show notes. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a global remote company that has been providing marketing and communication services since 2005. Their goal? Help you thrive in the new normal. Log on their website to learn more, socialprize.me. Hey, Alper, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. And it's a good summary as well. I appreciate it. Cool. So, well, it's an interesting summary because you used to be a musician and now you're an entrepreneur. What happened? <laughs> Life happens. Uh, it, it's a journey, right? So everybody, and, you know, like we usually think that life is very short, but it's actually long enough to take different paths and, and make different choices, let life take you different places. And that's what happened to me as well. So I started as a musician. I did that for quite a long time. I started early and then I moved to the United States in 2003, uh, almost 19 years at this point. Uh, and you know, I, I did music here as well, but then this was the beginning for me where I realized that there are other creative outlets for me. So I started doing design work mostly for UI, then came along UX, which I was very interested in. So with UX, I started getting bigger and bigger uh, contracts. Uh, and in 2009, we started an agency with my girlfriend at the time, wife at the moment. Uh, so like that, the, within that agency in 2015, we started playing with this idea, which later was called Extensio, which was first just a, a one-pager builder for, uh, for startups. But at the agency, being a UX agency, we were doing a lot of strategy work. So we were trying to understand who these startup founders are trying to reach, what their ideal customer looks like, uh, how should they go to market, what are the pitfalls, what, more than what they should build, we were trying to help them understand what they should not build. And we were going through some exercises doing that. So we incorporated those exercises into Extensio as well. And that became basically a toolbox for startups at first. And over time, we saw the need coming from not only from startups, but also from all sorts of marketing, sales, HR, operations, product management, and founding uh, or executive teams. So Extensio started building more and more templates and more features 
to support those. Some of the key things were people needed to collaborate. The whole life cycle of creating a good collateral was, was broken and still is in most companies. It was taking too much time uh, and it was very stale. So extensive answers to those needs in general. And so I'm still, I'm still looking at your entrepreneurship uh, journey and you know, trying, trying, trying to understand what happened. But I, but I guess as a musician, because you were, you were touring, you, you already had like the, the entrepreneur, uh, or should I say fiber or, or you know, mindset in you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true, actually. As a musician, musicianship in a way is, is uh, uh, quite liberal and free. So it's very uh, project-based. So it's not yeah. like you just join a company and you're with them and you just follow the orders. You need to be also always uh, one. You're creative at work, but you're also creative at finding the right gigs. You're creative about you know uh, polishing the skill sets you have so that you get the better opportunities. And you're also always like trying to fine tune your offering so it matches the right um, audience. May that be the listener, or may that be a producing company, or may that be an artist that you're working with. So you got different clients and different masters, which is very similar to entrepreneurship as well. So like in entrepreneurship as well, like you're always looking to find your right audiences, your buyer, but you're also looking at your partners, looking at your team. Uh, there are, you know, uh, there are vast number of different people with different agendas that you're always trying to find the balance between. And did you remember what was what was the tipping point, if any, when you when you when you thought, okay, enough with the musician life, I'm gonna go and you know give it a try with that agency? Not not really. It's it's actually a very smooth transition. Uh, what happened was like I was getting more and more gigs. First, you know, uh, I was all, basically like at first I was looking for gigs in design world because those were the ones that would still keep me free as a musician. I would be able to do some web design for somebody and then still be able to go and audition for somebody else. I didn't have set times. At the time, uh, this is you know from 2003 to 2009, remote work was not a thing. Like a yeah. lot of times I would, I would tell a company, look, I'm just gonna do this work remotely. I'm gonna do it from home. And you know, like it's going to be fine. They would not believe me. Now, like it's it's the common thing. <laughs> right? so everybody. Uh, so even with the agency, you know, like we started to build a semi-remote culture, and then Extensio is completely remote now because the the game has completely changed. So for us, for for me, like I mean, it's it was the tipping point was when I realized that I am really enjoying this. Like it was not like oh, like I'm working at you know at a restaurant so that I can stay a musician. Uh, I was actually enjoying what I was doing quite a bit. And I realized that I'm able to touch a lot of lives with everything that may that be the founder that I'm helping, may that be the company that I'm helping grow, or may that be the people that I'm hiring to work with me. I was touching a lot of people's lives. And the products that we were building were making life easier, hopefully, in most cases. So like that was the, that was the big decision making point for me where I realized that well you know like I can actually do more of this and it's okay if I do less music less for money and actually it helped me in other ways as well like I was able to go to my roots from in music which was you know just just playing the guitar I was a producer an engineer uh, I did uh, 
I worked as a touring musician, as a hired gun. And now like I'm still doing music, but I'm just playing what I like to play. I'm with only, only the people that I like to play with. You mentioned that now Extensio is a, a fully remote company. How many staff do you have? We are a 10 people company. So like okay. we keep it really small and we love it. Right, okay. And so how do you run a fully remote company? How do you successfully run a fully remote company? Because you know, it's a hot topic at the moment. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is. But, but I've been doing it for a really long time. One, yeah. it's easier if, if you start that way. Then, you know, like, mm. everybody, like right now, a lot of the companies are really struggling because everybody that they hired is used to working from the offices together in, 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 in closed rooms, in front of whiteboards, et cetera. So the key, I think, is one, hiring the right people for the right mindset. And most importantly, I think uh, you try to enable them as much as possible. And there's an element of trust in there too. So like I, I try to hire people who don't work to get the job done, but they, like they, I hope that it's a part of their personal development as well. It's, it's their agenda to get better at what they do. And then, you know, the, the, the culture is around a couple of notions for us. One, there is a lot of solidarity. So like we know that we work as a team. We're not a family, yeah. we're a company, but we, 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 we watch each other's back because we know that you know, our cumulative success mm. is, the, is, the, is the thing that we're going after. And then, uh, and being liberal. Like I understand that like we're at different time zones. I understand that, you know, like we live in different countries. So like, it's important that people uh, are able to contribute, but they shouldn't feel like they're being pressured at certain times to certain things. So like building that trust, setting the right agenda, instead of setting task-based goals, we have a vision. So like we try to build something that's gonna be helpful and useful, and it's gonna change the way people work. Like that's what we're trying to build here. And understanding that vision as a company or as a team helps making decisions and also helps getting buy-in from everybody. And so like you usually don't struggle because like if people don't believe in yeah. what they're working for and if they didn't sign up for that goal, then like you cannot make them work. Like and then it's, it's, it's not a healthy work relationship. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just reading something about uh, how Americans work or how the world sees Americans work and seems mm. like we in America work a lot and we do work a lot. But uh, I also feel like, and this is a little bit controversy, but I don't really believe too much in work-life balance because I believe that my life is also my work. My work is my life. So like, I don't feel like I'm working. It's just a, a, a way of being for me in a lot of ways demanding when it comes to a perfectionist and everything mm -hmm. we do. But I also understand that, you know, life, life has its own different uh, things that, throw, that throws at you, like COVID, like uh, half of my team had COVID at some point over the course of three years, right? So mm -hmm. yes, like, of course, life is gonna stop, like, or like the work is gonna slow down and we're gonna pick up the pieces. We're gonna just keep each other's back and keep going. Or, you know, during this time, uh, so some of my team members built their houses or they had kids. I had two kids. So like, so like when those things happen, 
of course like you know like we we take breaks and we got a couple of things for that is also being adapted more and more in, in other companies as well for example we don't have any set off work times but also no vacation times we don't have anything like that like if you want to take a vacation take a vacation right. if you want to go and work from somewhere and you know like be traveling and at the same time get the work done please do so all i care about is you know like we're happy and we're uh moving in the right direction for that vision that we set together right but how do you manage then with people working across different time zones i mean you must have meetings you know all together i believe we do we do yeah, yeah. um so we couple of things well one the, the tools we use are all built for this right like we right. use the typical trello slack uh you know, dropbox like all, all the things that that is available to us we try them mm. uh and then you know and of course like there are smaller teams so like there's a development team there is a team for marketing etc and then we do two weekly meetings at the beginning and at the end of the week as a team to see where we're at and this this is the general one usually mostly evolving around product building mm. uh, and then throughout the week we have one for for uh, marketing and one for uh, uh, content in general. Uh, and then we ha also have a, a bigger monthly meeting where we look at where we are at as a company. Like we said, we were gonna do these things. We said we wanted to reach these goals. Did we, did we hit those? And what happened throughout the month? Cause like when you're remote, uh, there are news that stay in silos. So we share those as well. Yeah. Like, okay, so we were, you know, like we had these achievements, these people signed up or we lost this client or, uh, you know, like we had a hardship with, with our site this last month, you know, whatever it is, or it may be also things related to our personal lives as well that comes up in that bigger yeah. meeting. Yeah. Well, it's not only in, um, in uh, remote companies that silos happen, you know, they happen everywhere. <laughs> I bet, I bet, yeah, yeah. But then, then those progress meetings, you have, would you have fixed hours? And people have to connect at the at the hour wherever they are in the world. So, which means if, if I am traveling, if it's three a.m., I have to connect at three a.m. We set up hours like it's. It sounds like for for us the the early morning around yeah. like nine nine ish is the Goldilocks zone for everybody. Okay. IT. So, like you know, for them, like there are people in India, there are people in in Philippines. Uh, for them, it's still a manageable time. May that be a little bit late, uh, but then again, they can sleep the next day for the whole day if they want to. Yeah. So, like, yes, like we try to we try to be all on the same call for those set times. Uh, but again, there are, if somebody's got something else that they keep that, that stops them from being a part of that meeting, that's okay for a week or two. Right. And one more question then on that topic: Does it mean you have never met with some of your staff in person? Actually. Uh, Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, most of most of the people on my team, I've never been in the same room. Wow. Never ever. And there are actually there are a couple of people on my team, whom who, like whose face I have not seen the first year or so. They didn't yeah. like. I mean, they they like they they like these developers. But I have one developer in, in Philippines. He really likes to work in the dark. Right. So I never pushed him to turn on the lights. So when we're in the call, I see a glimpse of his glasses, but that's it. I, I really don't know how this guy exactly looks, but he's awesome. <laughs> That's a bit weird. 
<laughs> you don't you don't miss those those human connections? I do, I do. Actually, yeah. one of my favorite things is like being in front of a whiteboard and just sketching ideas and 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 and, and having random conversations beside work as well. So I think the future of work is really hybrid. Like I think, you know, like, and, and I got other uh, founder friends or CEO friends that I connect with all the time and they see the same thing as well. You know, for some people, it's actually harder to work remotely. For example, for a woman, it's harder because uh, if they're married and have kids, there is, a, there is more pressure on them to take care of the house and the kids. Yeah. So the, a lot of the times actually they prefer being in the office because they have more uh, free time to work yeah. uh, that way. For younger people, it's also social, social gathering, you know, like they, 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 they meet new people, etc. I actually, right now, as you can see behind me, I work from co-working spaces because, you know, like I also like the random interactions where you come in and you say hello to somebody that you didn't know that you would say hello to. And they tell you, well, I saw this movie yesterday and that's a conversation, right? So like yeah. we definitely need those conversations as well. So I think the future is, so like if, if I, I have people from Los Angeles working uh, at Accenture as well. So we try to get together with those uh, whenever we can in the office, have lunch, have coffee, you know, have, have, have some more free time as well. And, and for larger companies, if we ever uh, get bigger, and it looks like we will, uh, then you know, like we would most likely have some space where people can just drop in, spend a couple of hours, say you know, hello, and, and have uh, good conversations as well. Because those random conversations could lead to uh, random creativity, which is yeah. usually not easy to get if you're just remote. So you... Uh, funded Extensio in 2015. Fast forward to 2022, seven years more or less. You know what differences do you see between the Extensio in 2015 and Extensio today? What are what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way? Well, Extensio is completely bootstrap, so we did not really fund right. it. We started from the agency; it was a side project, so we started putting more resources from the agency, and then over time, closed the agency, and Extensio became the focus. So it was a a transition that took all, took like three years, pretty mm. much. The main difference is really in two ways. One, it's the stage of the company. At early stages, it's it's all about like let's just build stuff and see what happens. Mm. So like, uh, and then you know like as as people really start using your platform, then like there are all those people that you listen to more and steer with even more. So they become more uh, more stakeholders well stakeholders get larger in number uh, so like every change now has all these other things that you built so uh, it's a it's a little bit more you need to be a little bit more strategic with every change which we're very liberal with to be honest uh, so the change is really a, one about the stage of the company and and the requirements of each stage you go through and the second change i think the biggest change has been around me like i was way more hands-on I was like doing most of the stuff myself, even though I'm working with other people, mm -hmm. uh, minus the complex coding part. Uh, and now like I am, my whole uh, agenda is about enabling people. So how can I let this person become the best person they can become and contribute in a way that I, maybe I didn't even think about. So like I, I am changing myself over time to become less of a 
uh, creator, more of a creative manager. All right, that's an interesting topic because I'm reading between the light and I hear, mm -hmm. I have learned to let go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, 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 well, I am really trying every day to, to, to master that really because yeah. you, got, you got wins and you got losses. And what I'm seeing is a lot of the times if you focus on the losses and try to fix those things, it's a vicious circle. So like we're trying to see more and more where the wins are, where we're strong at, and then try to get even stronger and better at those places. And, and I'm trying to also distribute that as a strategy for the whole team. Like, okay, because everybody's like personally different as well. And I'm seeing that, you know, like the more I give them freedom, even if they fail in their trials, then it makes it easier down the line to make a uh, united decision together for the yeah. next goal that's not going to fail. Yeah, yeah, of course. This is a topic of importance, especially for entrepreneurs, you know, learning to let go. It's very, a lot of entrepreneurs have the same difficulty. How, how did that happen for you? Was there like, again, was there a tipping point? You thought, okay, enough. I had to do something about it. Well, I think, you know, like it's one, most of my team has been with me at least, you know, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, so like we have we built this mutual trust over time. So I like, I mean, the first couple of years, especially when we started seeing that there is engagement on the platform and people really like what we're doing. I was really having a hard time sleeping. I would just wake up like 10 times a night and just check my phone to see if anybody's complaining or if there's any fires that I need to put out, etc. Now, actually, I sleep way better because I know that somebody from the other end of the world is going to take care of whatever is happening. And so, like, we, we build that trust over time. So, building the team and, you know, and I've, I mean, you're 10 people team, but over the course of these five, six years, we saw dozens of people come and go. So, like, these are people who were the right fit or the right fit at the moment. Uh, and, and it didn't happen overnight. So, with that trust, I'm able to let go a little bit easier than I could before. All right. Anything else? Any other tips for other entrepreneurs? You know, I think, again, you know, like you, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So like yeah. you, you're going to live with them. And I'll, I see a lot of times there is a lot of blessing in all those mistakes as well. So like, or, or those failures. Now, like we looking back, we, we made a lot of product choices that did not pan out the way we wanted to, them to. But a lot of them did. So like, I mean, where do, so like I'm trying to understand how we, because like, I mean, we did our best. Like we, were, we thought that we were smart people. We still fail. So I think, you know, the, the one we learned, one, there's going to be always something less than ideal. There was a tweet the other day from somebody uh, that was saying like, there is no product that is perfect. I see like, it's, it's the constant bottle to fix things all the yeah. time made up with Facebook, Twitter, it doesn't matter. So like we're no exception. So like we need to just understand that it's not about building the perfect thing. It's about building the good solution that makes life better for a set group of people and then go and make it better every day. SaaS is not a one-time thing. It's really a continuous value proposition. So like is your, if your product is doing one thing for one time, that's, that's good. Kudos to you. But that's not your goal. The goal, goal is to create something that's going to ongoingly help people. And that, that is a big, big 
thing to take on. And, and there's going to be always things that those are less than ideal. But people are quite forgiving, actually. And they're going to look at your product and say, like, you know what? This is actually doing okay. So, yeah. like, it's, it's, just, it's a, and then you take pride in that. And of course, you, you go and try to beat what you did before every single day. Mm. Persistence, I think, is a, is a key here. Yeah. Resilience. Yeah. So, what's next? What's next for your business? So, uh, this year, actually, we are like the key, like, I, every year I try to, at the end of the year, I, I look back and I try to set up a team for the coming year. And this year, it's enabling. So, like, one, internally, we're going to be enabling our people more and more. But we also want to enable our users more and more as well. So, like, now we're building a bigger library to enable them to do even more with Extensio. We're, uh, we're building integra integrations to help them uh, you know, work better as well. Uh, we also want to add new features, obviously, that's going to enable them to achieve more with Extensio as well. So like we are, we have a good agenda for the next two quarters. All right, so keep, keeping yourself busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I love it, I love it. Again, this is life, it's not work, it's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lifestyle, definitely. It is, definitely. it is. Yeah. It's not for everybody, man, like it's really is not, but you know, if it's a good fit, like I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is where I get my, you know, hit. This is this is this is my drug. So yeah, I, 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 I love it. Take all your experience, and you know, what would be the one recommendation that you would give to other entrepreneurs? I think like one, you gotta you gotta love what you're building. So like I mean, I well, I see a lot of entrepreneurs take an idea, and go like, wow, this would be really cool if we build this. But you need to think long term. Try to yeah. think of yourself doing that, building the, that thing five years later. Would you still be interested in that subject? If yeah. not, you shouldn't build it because like this journey is not a short journey. So like, and, and believe me, that, that understanding of that idea or business is going to drastically change over time. But still, you should be able to look into the future and say, you know what? I will be still fine. I will be still proud and I will be still excited to work on this path. So if you can't say that, don't don't start. And and again, Extensio is a whole toolbox for startups. So there you got a lot of templates that helps uh, founders strategize and, and fine tune an idea uh, before building anything. You know, just go and like there, there are business canvases or business model canvases or lean canvas, user personal templates, etc. That really helps this. So go study the idea a little bit longer before you jump into it first because i say this all the time there are three legs for a company to, to stand on if you wanted to try one of them is the need right so like what problem are you solving the other one is do are there enough people who are willing to pay you to solve that problem yeah and then this and then there's the third part the third leg which is the storytelling are you going to be able to tell the story of this problem to this crowd so that the whole thing connects together and, and then lets your business stand on its feet? So try to understand those three aspects. What is the problem? How, who is the person or the company or the entity that has this problem? And how do you articulate this story 
so that they connect all together. Amazing. Which one is the most difficult? Uh, they're all different, but yeah. you know, like, and, and even the smallest problem has a potential to to become a bigger business over time. Starting small is always recommended, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times, a quick experiment before you build anything goes a long way. For example, you know, if it's a, if let's say you want to uh, launch a podcast, you can just ask people. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start building this uh, podcast. Would you be interested in listening to it? Why? And then some people will say yes. Right. So, and then you look into those people and say, like, well, who are the people who said yes? Why did they, these people say yes? What was the offer? Then you can say the same offer to different people. Right. Like I'm going to do a podcast for marketing that focus on these areas. Yeah. I'm going to do talk about, you know, the, the life choices of entrepreneurs. So like that would be another version. Then you see where the interest is. And then most importantly, again, which one do you think is, is the one that you would still would like to talk about? After 95 episodes. Right? Yeah. So like that's, a, that, that, that's a big one. Kudos. That, 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 that is resilience. That's yeah. persistence. Yeah, yeah. You must exactly. be liking what you're doing. Because I can't do that. Mm. No, no, no. I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy all these conversations. And, you know, your episode 95, but I have like already 100 planned. <laughs> I, I, bet. I bet. I like to, I like to come join you for the next 100. Who inspires you? Any book recommendation or any, any people you follow? Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of people who are no strangers to founders. Uh, uh, Seth Godin is a guy to yeah. really listen to in a lot of ways. So, like, I, 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 I try to. But, like, my interest is really all over the all over the place. So like I follow people or like try to follow people in design. I try to follow people on entrepreneurship, anything like sometimes it's just a nugget, right? So like the information, how we consume information has drastically changed. We looks like we, a lot of the people read actually less books, but we're consuming all these YouTube videos and we're yeah. consuming those tweets and we're, we're looking at posts for on LinkedIn, etc. So you never know, like, and, and I don't think we're going to go back to, you know, a set learning doctrine it's it's more about i have an interest i'm just going to dive in so and and for me like every every month every quarter it changes like for example like oh like you need to get better at this year then i'm just going to dive in and like consume anything that i can find and you know like i'm going to listen and read a bunch of junk for a while but then you know after a little bit of time you start really reading out the non-quality ones quickly and, and good ones lead you to better ones. So like it's, it's a different, a new way of learning that I'm learning myself as well. Well, we're coming uh, to the end of this uh, conversation. So one last question for you, how can people contact you? The, all the usual places. My email is alper at extensio.com. Of course, you know, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter, etc. Check out Extensio. I think it enables everything you guys are doing as entrepreneurs. And then, you know, like I'm on Twitter. If you want to listen to my music, you can find it on, you know, on all the usual places as well. Twitter, LinkedIn, email. Anybody who wanted to find me in life can find me and have found me. So <laughs> I, I'm not hard to find. Okay, no, thank you very much uh, for your time today, Alper. Uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate and uh, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any. See you next time. Bye for now.